0: Hello and welcome
2: to the Smart County Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bat in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Joined by Armani Buck, it's Brandon Deutsch, Jake Dicker. Armani, I really shouldn't have even allowed you on the show today because you (laughs) were not here when the Lakers took a 3-1 series lead when they were, according to Las Vegas Sportsbook, the favorites to win the entire championship. You've decided to come back now that it's 3-2, now that it seems like the momentum has swung, and Anthony Davis is, um, I'm assuming he's going to play, but uh, man not feeling maybe as confident as I was a couple of days ago, our money buckets. How are you feeling?
3: Well, first of all, as the wise, Darvin ham always says <laughs> each game is its own entity. So I don't know how much momentum the warriors are going to carry into LA. Um, yesterday happened. I think a lot of us expected that to happen. So it's not really a surprise. The question is, will that same warriors team show up? And by the way, As someone who has been advocating for the Warriors, I still see things that concern me. Number one, Jordan Poole is still getting minutes. Those minutes, I have no idea why he's or how he's earned them other than the fact that he he makes a lot of money. Um, I would prefer that those minutes be handed to a defensive-minded player like a Jonathan Kuminga, but it's too late in the series to make those kinds of sweeping adjustments, which has me really, really nervous about Game 6 headed into L.A. It's going to take Steph Curry to go nuclear, and we know that he's capable of it, but I mean... He hasn't had an ability to rest in a long time. Neither have the Lakers, obviously. So we'll see how his legs do, but it's going to take a Curry masterpiece.
2: Uh, Brandon, yeah. I mean, listen, we, we both thought that they would close it out in six. I don't think we thought that they would win in five, but did did last night, did game five change how you view this series?
1: I mean, it gave me more confidence. I'm sure Jake can attest. I know we should have won that game. The officiating was not in our favor. I mean, Reeves was getting smacked by four people every possession. There were no calls. Davis was hit in the face, no call. That's what's going to happen. Like, we knew the Warriors were going to get a lot of calls at home. Uh, I was not expecting to win that game. But by the way... Uh, Even though we gave up 70 points in the first half in like eight, nine threes, we still found a way to get within nine with a couple minutes to go. Reeves looked amazing again. He's playing great basketball. What this indicates to me is we're going to get more calls on Friday, tomorrow. Reeves is going to get to the line more. And Davis looks like he's going to play. I would... I would, if I was advising now, I don't advise much. I would take Lakers money line. I mean, or spread, it's only two and a half. I think the Lakers should be given four and a half at home Friday. I don't think, I don't know how Vegas or books are confident in the Warriors in Friday. When Clay hasn't showed up, it's gonna be about Stephen Curry. Okay, cool, Draymond at 25. He's never getting 25 again, like ever in his life, right? Like you're not gonna do that on the road. If Jack Nicholson shows up, that Corgi (laughs) is going down tomorrow.
2: Really quick, explain the Corgi just for those, uh, you know, the folks out there who are not as in tune with social media. This dog has predicted every game of this series correctly, right?
1: Yeah, but he also gave Memphis two games to start the Memphis Lakers series. The same dog. I mean, he's been wrong. He's wrong about the Cavs series. Yeah, he's gotten lucky, but we've said this after the Lakers won game, what was it? Three, it was going to be the same result as the Memphis series. We said that kind of early on, and that's that's going to be the case. The Corgi is wrong if it gets to Game Seven. Okay, the <laughs> Corgi is right. It's and- not like
4: the Corgi's doing this on a game to game basis. Like, this was the whole thing was put out prior to Game One, and he's five exactly. for five.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, but he's funny. not. He's gonna be five for six going tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, I I'm I'm not one to usually give Nick Wright praise, but I've liked some of the takes he's had recently, and he's been right about every Laker game. This so far this postseason. He's been right up. He's 10 and 0. And he says the Lakers are gonna win tomorrow. So I'm sticking with him. And I'm so sick and tired of the Warriors. Clay's not showing up. Maybe he does. Maybe it's game six Clay, but his last two game six is twenty-two points on inefficient shooting and then twelve points on even more inefficient shooting. The only guy, if I'm a Warriors fan that I can trust is Stephen Curry. If they're excited going into this game, I don't know what kind of basketball they're watching. The only thing that can give me confidence as a Warriors fan is the Lakers can't shoot and GP's shutting down D'Angelo Russell. That's the only thing that gives me confidence on the Warriors fan. You know LeBron's going to show up. You know Davis is going to show up. You you dang know that Reeves is going to get some calls on Friday night. Uh, so, I mean, to me, that screams disaster for the Warriors. I think they lose
2: by 15 tomorrow. Jake, what's your confidence? We were talking on the text chain about uh, tickets, according to Tick pick the cheapest ticket to get in price, $450. Are you that confident? Do you want to see in person the Lakers you know putting their ticket bunching their ticket to the Western Conference champions?
4: I mean, I think game 7 if you got to do a game 7 in Golden in uh in the Bay it's 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 quite the task. So they they got to do whatever they can to win yeah. this one. I mean, like like Brendan said the game yesterday like that was a th- it was a three-point game with 50 or 50 or five-point game with like 50 seconds left in the first half LeBron misses like a runner and AD, there's a putback attempt goes off his hands. Clay comes down to hit a three, turnover. Steph hits a three, and all of a sudden, you know, you're down 11. Um, and that happens super quickly at the end of the first half. Um, it's just they need to get it done in six. If they don't get it done in six, my my confidence level is is very 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 low heading into a game seven. Um, I I hope AD plays without AD. I. And who knows what's gonna, uh, what that game is going to look like. Um, but the reports this morning say that he, you know, uh, what do you say? Despite a barring a setback, sorry, um, he should be good to go, which is good news because it did, did not look good last night um, following the, the elbow from Kavon Looney.
2: What I loved about that first half is that the Warriors do what the Warriors do in that situation. You know, seven three-pointers looked like they were going to maybe, you know, take control of the game. And the Lakers kept fighting back. And to your point, Jake, I mean, that was a tie game late in the second quarter. They go on a uh, 16-5 to run. Um, Again, at that point, the game is still in play. But, you know, it's one thing when you go to the half, tied down two, three, four, five, and then you go to the half down 11 points. They can never really get back. I mean, I think they brought it to within nine or eight or seven. But just, you know, if this is a one possession game late, and I do believe game six will be a tight game. Um, listen, th- th- what I love about this team is their ability to fight back. Because generally speaking, when you're going up against the Warriors and it's a one possession game late, I'm going with the Warriors. With this Lakers team, that there's something about them that, that I like. That so Armani buckets. So we didn't, now we go into Game Six. Um, you've your prediction. By the way, my pre-series prediction, just as a pessimistic Lakers fan, was Warriors in seven. I, I hope to God I'm wrong. What is your feeling going into Game Six? If Anthony Davis is healthy, and by the way. It, it it looked like a concussion according to the team. It wasn't a concussion. It looks like he will play. If he's been cleared to play, you you, you have to feel like he's as close to 100% as you can be. So it's not like he squeaked a knee or hood his foot. He got hit in the head. He got hit in the temple. If he's good to go, your thoughts on game six?
3: Yeah, I you know, when you look at the Warriors roster and you look at who they have, my question is how many guys on that team on the road in a pivotal game can score more than 10 points? I really can only rely on three names on that roster, not even Jordan Poole. I would say Curry, Thompson, and Wiggins. So what it's going to require is those three to all play as well as they can play. And that's a lot to ask for, but I really like the way Andrew Wiggins is playing. I really think that he's asserting himself. And even in game four, he was being aggressive. He was just missing some shots that he can make. Curry, it's all about his legs and how fatigued they are. But I really think that the track record of Golden State, they are more than capable of going on the road and winning a game. Um, They can't play from behind, though. They cannot play from behind. They have to have a good start like they've had In game three, which they obviously gave away in the second quarter, got to get off to a good start, and I think they will, and I think the Warriors will find a way to get it back to game seven.
2: Brandon, as wow. you sip on wow. your tea, yeah. you don't yeah.
3: agree. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Again, I mean, Armand is blinded by his
1: hatred of the Lakers. This isn't the same <laughs> Warriors team from last year. Not even close. You they keep don't play. saying
3: that, Brandon, but this is the thing. You guys have been discounting this team and discrediting this team all season. How is this not the same team? They're missing Otto Porter Jr., but that's it. They still have the same they're missing. They're missing Clay
1: Thompson in big games. They're missing Andrew Wiggins until last night in big games. They're missing Jordan Poole, who averaged 20-plus points per game in the playoffs last year. That's the big difference, Armand. If those guys were playing well, I'd completely agree with you. I would say the Warriors are going to win the championship. But because of that, Jordan Poole is the downfall of the Warriors organization. The Warriors dynasty is over because of him. And, And look, now you might lose Draymond to the Lakers or somebody else, right? Like. I just don't see how, look, look, it's possible they have championship DNA and Steve Kerr is by far the best coach in basketball, in my opinion, and I respect the heck out of him. I can't see a scenario where the Lakers are getting calls and they go and win that game when the Lakers are going to have probably 20 more free throws than them in this game Friday. I just can't see it. If I, if they do do that, if they win, come back, come back and win the series, I'll say you were right, Armand. I just can't see it right now. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I just can't see it right now.
2: Jake, I mean, the game, and I think we're all in agreement here. And by the way, when the Lakers took a 3-1 lead, and again, at that point, everyone's like, it's a wrap. 95% of the time, the w- the team that's up wins the series. The only thing that I cautioned then, and I will caution now, it's a little bit different when the team that's down 3-1 has two of the next three playing at home. So Golden State wins five, really comes down to six. And then game seven, like. That I feel that it's a wrap. And the the, the example that, that that I give often is when the Clippers took a 3-1 series lead against Houston, Doc Rivers told me, I'm confident. And by the way, he said this like off to the side. He said, I'm confident, but in my mind, it comes down to a game six. Because, you know, he wasn't confident that they were going to close it out in five. And he certainly wasn't confident if they had to go back there for, for seven. Really, it was the way that they lost Game Six that really crumbled that team. You know, you, you they, they were up by 20 points late in that game. Josh Smith has the, the game of his life. They lose, and I had never been in a more defeated locker room pregame than that Clippers team that went up to Houston again. Three-one is a big lead; it's a commanding lead. However, when two of the next three are on your home court, the Warriors are confident. So it comes down to Game Six, and Jake. What's your confidence that they can close this out? Can they do what they did in Game Four? Can they come back from ten points down? I mean, that's that's the one thing that I really loved about this group is that they've they've taken the big swings from the Warriors, they've taken those big runs, and they found a way to come back and win.
4: Yeah, um, it, it also doesn't help when the, the team who has two out of three at home has been pretty elite at home all yeah. year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Golden State's been, I mean, all year, they were great at home and terrible on the road. But the Lakers, I mean, I would love to see them make some offensive adjustments. Um, LeBron hit some big threes early yesterday and then continued to take them for the rest of the game. Um, when this team is, as Brandon mentioned on on yesterday's show, is is not a good shooting team by any metric in the book. Um, so, so them rely, I mean, they're just taking deep three-pointers down 11. Um on just consecutive possessions, whether it was Austin Reeves, uh, Lonnie Walker took a few. And look, I love Lonnie Walker. I love what he did all year. Um, I, I love what he did in, in game five or four, excuse me. But I, I don't love the fact that AD and LeBron are on the floor and we're having offensive sets where it's just everyone get out of the way and let Lonnie take a mid-rated jump shot. No. Like, it's just, I can't, I can't see, I hate making the comparisons, but when, if Kobe and Power are on the floor, and, and they're like, Hey, Shannon Brown, run the offense. Like it's just I don't I don't see a world in which that would have happened. Um AD, AD great in the first half, dominant 18 point first half, and then just disappears on the offensive end yeah. um, in the second half. And, it, and it's not like he's missing shots. Like he's just not involved in in, in the second half offense for whatever reason. Um, so I would love to see a full game. Uh, I know we've been talking about the inconsistency with AD for a long time now uh, in these playoffs, but where they don't, I mean, the first half offense Looked looked pretty pretty good yesterday outside of that last minute. I mean, that wasn't even the offense's the offense's fault when it, the lead extended from five to eleven in the last minute there. Um, but yeah, I I can't see a world in which the offense doesn't run through LeBron and AD for a full forty eight um, in Game Six, and if they're able to do that and and get some performances out of Austin Reeves, get some performances out of you know a guy whether it's Lonnie or Rui, whoever that fourth is guy fourth guy off the bench who's going to step up D'Lo. Um, then that, that I like their their chances to close it out in the game six because you
1: can't you can't go to a game seven right. losing game five right. and game six. Can, can I ask you guys something? Because I noticed it yesterday, and if I was Darvin Ham, now of course I'm not coaching the Lakers. I'll give him credit; he's done a fine job. After I was critical of him in that Memphis series early on, do you? Because yesterday I was thinking I saw Malik Beasley there, and I know he's been playing. He's not by any means a great defender. But when you're playing a team like the Warriors and the Lakers want to go out and shoot threes for whatever reason against the Warriors, which is never going to work like Jake attests, why don't you put Malik Beasley out there to start the game and see what happens? I know it sounds crazy, but like, if they're going to shoot threes, why not put Malik Beasley out there and see if he's hot? Because if he's hot, you win a basketball game
2: 99% of the time. How, what's his leash, though? Because we both know he can yeah. he can either have seven three-pointers in a half or goes zero for seven like what he the goes
1: there. Yeah. If he goes 0 for four when he comes in, you pull him, he doesn't play the rest of the game. But yeah. if he hits two two threes, I think he can really extend this Lakers offense, especially if they're getting calls on Friday. You know what I'm saying? So I, I mean, I was thinking that yesterday because Rui can't is slow defensively. I mean I hate to say that I love Rui, but He can't can't guard, he tries, but like he's a four trying to guard the three, right? Or trying to guard a guard. It's just not going to work out. He gets beat on the first step every time. Lonnie Walker has been playing excellent defense. He deserves his minutes still again. Jake is right. That should not be going through Lonnie Walker when LeBron can get to the rim with ease and he's going to get those calls on Friday and Davis is going to get the calls that he didn't get yesterday on Friday as well. And Reed, those should be the top three options because we know D'Lo is going to get locked down by GP if they start GP again. Like you can lock it in D'Lo under every game. Uh, maybe uh, Malik
2: Beasley. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I like listen, I like Malik Beasley. Like because I I, I appreciate him for who he is. Like, I I'm not expecting him to be the consistent scorer, but I think you're you're right. He has the capability of getting hot, and that's been the story of this postseason for the Lakers. These like unsung heroes from night to night, whether it's Austin Reeves or D'Lo or Honey Walker. Gar, gar, would would go Malik Beasley, Arman? Is is that something you would try? I would love that
3: as a person that's rooting for Golden State <laughs> because I'm assuming that means you take Vanderbilt out of the starting lineup, and that means that Stephen Curry is going to erupt. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I get the premise of Malik Beasley, but I don't know where his minutes come from. I don't know who you take them away from because Dennis is playing great basketball. Lonnie, I still would ride his confidence that he showed. And Rui, I, I I like the way that Rui's played all postseason, even if his numbers are down, even if his defense is a little bit, you know, lacking right now. I still like what he gives. And then Vanderbilt on this team. Listen, he played 11 minutes yesterday and he didn't really contribute, but his role is so essential to them because he's really the only guy that can contribute uh, perimeter defense-wise on Steph. So I I can't really take him out of the rotation. Um, So yeah, I I can't do that. By the way, the other thing I was going to say is Wiggins seems like he's gaining confidence against LeBron. He tried that flop. He's learning (laughs) some tactics as the series goes along. So I'm really interested to see how that matchup develops as well in game six. You know, the
2: other reason, was that there's a variety of reasons that the Lakers have to find a way to close it out in six games. But did you guys know, okay, so that, that game six is Friday night, 7 p.m. tip. Um, game seven is a Sunday, tentatively, is a Sunday 12, 12.30 game. I mean, you want to talk about a quick freaking turnaround. Listen, I get there's these these TV contracts and everything. It was one thing when it was every other day, But at least it's the same time, you know, it's one day at seven in two days. We'll see see you back here at seven to have these guys play a grueling game six. And let's just say we have to play seven. That game's going to tip at 12 or 1230 on a Sunday is crazy.
3: So can I ask you a question? Because there's two other games, potentially game sevens on that same day. Yeah, would that change tentatively? The, I. It's a
2: good question, and I think the league will have to look at that. My guess is they love that slot. They love that Sunday twelve thirty slot. And again, historically speaking, back when I was younger, we had that. I, I know you guys have had that too. So from a TV standpoint, not from the health and safety of a player standpoint. I think they want that game 12-30 on Sunday, which is that unfortunate. That sucks. Yeah.
3: It sucks. And by the way, uh, the winner of that series, I don't know if you know the answer to this, Rosh, but when does the Western Conference Finals start then? Because if it starts yeah. on a Tuesday, they had no, no rest in between. And yeah. then, you know, that would be just ridiculous.
2: That's I why like the Lakers
1: need to win tomorrow.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, again, like I said, there's a variety of reasons why they have to win that game six. Home court, don't want to have to go to San Francisco for a game seven. But when you look as hurt and as tired and whatnot that this Lakers team is to have to hop on a plane, and again, generally, at least if they slept in the, the, their own bed, What, what would have to happen is I'm, I'm assuming as soon as that game six is over, you know, pack your bags and go to San Francisco because that Game Seven is on a Sunday at 12, twelve, twelve thirty. Well, Brandon, if you thought it was already bad enough that Armani buckets was here talking about the Lakers, when we come back, <laughs> Nick Hamilton, will talk about the Lakers. So, Brandon, the biggest Laker about. hater of all time. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll uh, see how that goes when we come back right here on the Mighty or ten ninety of Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network.
0: We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
1: Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears... We create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life.
2: in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, caller hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline right now and join our good friend Nick Hamilton. Nick, how are you?
0: i uh, much better than Lakers are this morning, I can tell you that. Uh-oh, here
2: we go. Very excited for this. Excited to have Brandon and Nick Hamilton. Nick, I'll start with you. Yes, the Lakers had a 3-1 series lead uh i don't think a lot of people expected them to close this out in five in golden state they they, they really kind of do have to close this out in six i think because it's going to be a tall task for them to go back up to san francisco and win in game seven that being said the anthony davis factor is a little bit of a question mark here a your confidence level in the lakers closing out in six and will what will we what can we expect from from
0: um, Anthony in this game. Well, here's what I say. I picked up. I publicly picked the Lakers in seven, right in this cool. series, because I felt like the Lakers. I, I felt like they learned something in that Memphis series that, that, as far as them being able to put a collection of games together, where they'll be able to really show their strength and their their their. their um, their resistance when it comes to teams making runs on them. Cause obviously basketball is a, is a game of runs, ebbs and flows. Um, and when you have LeBron James playing the way he's been able to play, um, in, in those games, uh, Anthony Davis, who's been playing out of his mind as of late, uh, looking like the Anthony Davis, we all anticipated him being, but now his status is cloudier than a Manhattan Beach morning on, on a summer day. Uh, because when you look at what's going to happen, I mean, even though I know Darvin Ham was being, uh positive mind you know minded when it came to his status for game six but when i saw that video and i'm sure you saw it too, a and brandon that dude looked like his head was still a deer in headlights to a degree um which is nothing to make light of which is nothing to make fun of um because that man got elbowed in the head and that that, that's the anytime you get hit in the head or in the heart or somewhere in your body like that that's a very serious thing to pay attention to um, and that's nothing to make light of. I know Anthony Davis is injury prone and we all can laugh. I call him captain bubble wrap, um, because he is, I mean, he sits down wrong. He's going to get injured possibly, but when it comes to that type of head injury and L Bob by Kayvon Looney, which was unintentional, by the way, yep. um, that's a serious thing to, to pay attention to. And even if he does get clear for game six, how clear is his mind and his head going to be playing in that game? Um, and how effective will he be if he's not a hundred percent? in a closeout game like that in Game 6 in Los Angeles against the defending champions. And when I look at that Laker team last night, it's like, man, you possibly could have given new life to the Warriors because now they feel like, well, damn, man, we was on the ropes. We're still on the ropes, but now we can breathe a little bit better being that it's now 3-2 instead of being closed out at our home in San Francisco. So if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, you got to come out with the same enthusiasm, the same intensity you came out with in Games 3 and 4. Um, and being able to, to, to maintain that for 48 minutes, um, Anthony Davis is going to have to have another out of his mind type of game. I think LeBron James is going to have to play better. Um, but you know, again, I, Lonnie Walker, the fourth was absolutely incredible for one game. And now we forgot about who the hell he was. in that after that last game, so who's going to step up, who's going to be the, the third, the third will. Austin Reeves, I love Austin Reeves. I think Austin Reeves is absolutely incredible. That kid is phenomenal. But it's going to take more than just Austin Reeves contributing on the back, on the court. I think there's going to have to somebody's going to have to step up, whether it be D'Lo, whether it's it's, it's uh, Lonnie Walker, whether it's um, um, you know Schroeder, whoever it is, somebody's going to have to have a massive game to close these guys out and put them out of their misery. Now. Yeah. Look, Nick, I absolutely agree with you on
1: Austin Reeves. He's been playing great. And you watched the game, man. He was getting none of the calls he normally gets late in the game. Like, he was getting smacked by four guys. You know, he was pissed. He was visibly pissed when he got... I know, okay, that last one might have been a block, but they hit his body first. That was a foul. Uh, What I will say is he's big time. He's going to show up. The issue I have with the Lakers is, I brought this up yesterday, Nick, their EFG is one of the worst in the playoffs. They can't shoot the ball to save their life. They need to win on defense. What is that going to be as Vanderbilt? Because the Warriors had seven threes with Vanderbilt on the court yesterday in the first quarter. That is concerning for the Lakers. Uh, I'm not saying the Warriors are going to do that every game. Um, I still don't trust Jordan Poole or Clay Thompson in this game as much as you want to say game six Clay. He hasn't showed up the last two game sixes. I'm worried about Stephen Curry and Draymond on that pick and roll, and Draymond getting to the rim. How are the Lakers going to make adjustments to fix that? They can't just let Draymond get to the hoop every every second because he's going to exploit them like he did last game. Like Nick said, someone other than Austin Reeves, LeBron, and Davis is going to have to step up. Is it going to be Rui Hachimura? Is it going to be Lonnie Walker? Do we see a Malik Beasley sighting? Probably not. But I'm just saying. Putting it out there, I know Nick is going. Nick's going crazy, but he can actually shoot. So maybe, maybe we see him. But he can't play defense. What is going to happen? That, that's my thing. I still think the Lakers are going to win this game. But if they don't, they are going to Cancun
0: if they don't win this if, game. If, 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 if I agree with you, if the Lakers don't close it out in Game Six, they are losing this series, and they're going to blow. They're going to blow this three-one lead. And I want the same energy that they gave Doc Rivers and the Clippers that year when they blew the 3-1 lead. I want the same energy with Darvin Ham and the Lakers when they blow this 3-1 lead. Oh. Um, but I also will say this, man. Jordan Poole has been absolute trash in this series. Let's be honest. Clay Thompson has not been the splash brother that we've been accustomed to. Now, he could go off because we all know Klay Thompson is due for at least one top-notch game in a series, right? And you hope to God, if you're a Laker myopic and if you're a Laker fan, you hope to God that it is not game six, along with Steph, along with Draymond and Andrew Wiggins, who's been playing really some good, solid basketball the last few games, especially on defense, especially uh, Wednesday night when Andrew Wiggins was I I mean, I have not seen an Andrew Wiggins like that in quite some time. So you hope to God that that doesn't carry over into game six because I agree with you, Brandon, for once. If the Lakers don't win game six, Doc said it's a wrap.
2: Okay, so listen, If well, let's play this out. Let's just say they lose game six, lose game seven. I have really enjoyed watching this team. I've enjoyed this run. Um, I, I really did not expect this because, again, they really put this team together for the last quarter of the season, the last 21, 23 games of the season. I'm running this back, Nick. I mean, let's, let's just say they blow a 3-1 series lead. Not ideal, obviously. But do you run this
0: back? Arash, Joseph, Markazi, the third. Junior. <laughs> I cannot believe you will settle. You were taking them. You got to get off the mediocrity narcotic. Okay. <laughs> this is this a, this season is a failure. Come on, Laker, my optics. Come according,
2: on. Laker. According, to Giannis, it's not a failure. headache Eric, it's
0: and not where, a failure. <laughs> and where's Giannis Arash on the couch or in Cancun or on, in Fiji somewhere kicking his heels up? Okay, <laughs> this season is a failure. Okay. So, yeah. So here's the problem. The problem is that. You built this team for a long, you know, for a deep playoff run in, that will lead you into at least the NBA finals, right? To compete yeah. for 18th championship. If you fall short, of that, especially blowing a 3 1 commanding lead that you had, this season is a failure. Do you run it back? No, you don't run it back. What you do if you're the Lakers, because you have to build for the future. The problem with the Lakers has always been they never built for the future. They always go for the, the, the present time. We learned that from the days of Magic and Kareem, going into Kobe and Shaq, and then post-Kobe and Shaq, and then post-Kobe, and now you got LeBron. You're stuck with LeBron for at least another year. If you're the Lakers and you're smart, you train Anthony Davis. Right now, Anthony Davis' stock is probably the highest it's been in quite some time. You trade him for younger pieces. You trade him for a possible first-round draft pick so you can build. Because once LeBron goes, your team is going to suck. And so if you want to avoid that, going through those long growing pains, like we saw between the Kobe years and the LeBron's arrival, then you need to make sure that you're building for the future so that you can acquire a bigger star later on down the road and say, listen, this these are the pieces that we have. We are, we're doing some good things. We just need an extra piece or two to get us over the hump. That's what the Lakers and Genie Buss need to do. Again, like I said, I think Jeannie Bus is a great owner. I don't think she gets the respect that she deserves. But I think also she's got to start allowing. She's got to start hiring people in better positions to be able to make sure that this organization runs as smooth and better than even when the great Dr. Bus had it, because that is a testimony of the the, the lineage that Dr. Bus and and the vision that Dr. Bus had before handing it off to obviously Jim Bus, who tried to ruin it. And thank God Jeannie <laughs> Bus saving. Franchise and rescuing it and bringing it to back to where it is now. Yeah, Nick. Uh,
1: on that topic, it might have to happen through a trade, right? To increment, like ex- get better yeah. by a lot because the free agents next year you got Kyrie Irving, who I don't think. I don't think the Lakers wanna have any part with him no. after what uh, what he did to uh, no. Dallas. Oh, no. um, I kinda it's like God saved them by not allowing them to trade him to the Lakers. Uh, that was a blessing from from Jesus Christ himself, I guess. <laughs> I mean he causes cancer everywhere. Hail you go. Mary,
0: full of grace. uh, Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, James Harden has a player option, assuming Philadelphia wins a series, which is, by the way, Doc Rivers is the coach, so I'm not assuming anything. The Celtics (laughs) can still win. I mean, Nick, I love Doc Rivers as a human being, but death taxes and him choking a playoff series (laughs) is going to happen at some point. some point, whether it's this series, whether it's these finals or the finals, if he somehow gets there, he's going to choke one of them. So, but James Harden has that player option. He could go back. What and look at this free agent market, then you have D'Angelo Russell as the top option. Do you bring him back Nick Hamilton?
0: I think if you can bring him back if there's no other option, I think you but you don't overpay for him. Yeah. I think but the Lakers would be the Lakers would be stupid enough to overpay for him, and that's going to cost them in the long run He's going to search for another three-year deal Which another team is probably going to give him because they have the money and the opportunity to give it to him It may not be a contending team um but I think the Lakers could be stupid enough to do that, which I would be. If I brought back D'Lo, I would bring it back at a lower rate. Hey, take it or leave it. You want to stay in L.A.? Cool. This is our, this is our option. If you don't, kick rocks.
2: Yeah, I mean, here's okay? the thing, because, Brandon, you're, you're doing a great job here. There's not a ton of options, which is why I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying you got to run it back only because I really do believe that this team has a – high ceiling we really haven't seen this team play to its full potential brandon chime in here and then allow nick to because i i love this team i love this team <laughs>
1: i love this team when they play at home uh okay. that's what i'll say i mean if they win tomorrow if you make the western conference finals that does I, yes you run most of the team back but malik beasley set to make 16 million you think they're going to pick up that club option no, absolutely not. Unless they want to trade him and package him with a pick for somebody else to make uh, the salaries work that he's done. Okay. You bring Vanderbilt back. Russell's going to want a hundred plus million. Are you willing to pay that? Like Nick Hamilton said, I not. <laughs> I know he's had a couple of great games where he's single-handedly brought the Lakers back, but he's abysmal defensively. He can't switch. And by the way, I don't think he should be starting right now because if he can't play defense and Jerry, Gary Payne's on him, what is he good for on the court? Because he's not going to score. I guess he has some passing. Well, play Austin Reeves at point guard. Put somebody else out there. Put Lonnie out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and bring Russell off the bench when GPA ain't in the game.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Saints, stretch your <laughs> hands forth towards the great Arach Joseph Marcazi III. I love Jr. my new name! <laughs> because this man needs your prayers this man is cloudy <laughs> in the darkness but he needs to come to the light get off that narcotic <laughs> listen arash you couldn't be more wrong they do the, the, the lebron ad thing has, has run its course it's not going to go any farther it has reached its ceiling as far as the lebron ad combination goes you're going to have to get rid of one of them because you're stuck with the other one because you made a stupid decision to decide to, to hold on to an aging lebron james um which i think lebron james is a phenomenal player don't get me wrong But he's old. If this were the LeBron James of five years ago, I would have loved to say extend LeBron James and make him make sure he retires in Los Angeles. Uh, But this is not the case. And this is the aging LeBron who plays doesn't even play 70 games a year. Um, This is a guy that will get hurt at some point in time. You got to surround LeBron James with younger talent. If you're going to hold on to him, you got to surround him with shooters. And the only way to get up under that is to trade a guy like Anthony Davis, to be able to get some first-round picks back, to get some younger talent back. Even if it has to be a three-way trade, at least you get some type of talent in return, younger talent, some shooters, and guys that can, sur- that can help LeBron in the next couple of years. Because like I said before, I think, and I'll say it again, I think the Lakers are done winning chips for, for right now because they have reached their ceiling, they've reached capacity. Ladies and gentlemen, exit the plane to your left because we've reached capacity. <laughs> um, and that's what, it, that's what it's been, I mean, for the Lakers. I, and I, again, I picked the Lakers in this series in seven. Mm. So I'm saying the Lakers could possibly meet Denver in the Western Conference Finals. Um, but I think the buck stops there. Um but as, of, as uh, if, if they have to blow this 3-1 league, which I hope they don't, I really do. People paint me out as a Laker hater, and I'm really not. I'm just a truth-sayer. Um, uh, Brandon does not agree with that assessment. I don't give a damn what Brandon <laughs> agrees to or not. When I do, he'll be the first to know. You know that.
1: <laughs> hey, what I will say is, so Denver's beat if them if they move on?
0: Have you seen a more complete team than Denver in the Western Conference? Hey, all I know,
1: all I know is, all, all I know I is Denver, in Denver <laughs>
0: I didn't believe it. I told you this. I didn't believe in Denver. I thought yeah. Denver was, full oh, I did. I will admit that. But as more I see in, in this Denver squad going through the playoffs, I'm like, yo, this Denver team is, and they got somebody that can bang inside with AD like Jokic and they got somebody like Jamal Murray and they got a nice bench that can complement them. Yo, this team is, this team is absolutely legit. And I think they close it out against Phoenix.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. What I will say is you could put Vanderbilt on Jamal Murray. Uh, you could put Anthony Davis or play what we did in 2020 and play, just throw some bigs out there at Jokic because he's going to get his. And then wh- who who's going to beat Michael Porter Jr.? Okay, put LeBron on him. LeBron's been playing good defense. I know he's old, but he's been playing great defense. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's a great matchup for the Lakers. Now, I could be wrong. Denver is the most complete team. I think they're the best team remaining as of this point right now. I absolutely agree with you. But I think that the Lakers are the last team Denver wants to see right now. I think they'd much rather see the Warriors.
0: I disagree. I think they want to see the Lakers because if you want want to have a true test of will and see what type of team you truly do have, you want to go up against a team that's been pretty much running Uh, With the squad that they've been running with and been looking really decent or if not good with the squad that they've run So if you want to test the measure of where you are as a team I think you want to come up with the best that you feel like that's in the Western Conference that's left And that happens to be the Los Angeles Lakers So I think if you look at the overall totality, of like a a seven-game series I think Denver this will be perfect because if Denver beats the Lakers and they head to the West They head to the NBA Finals Outside of Boston and making it to the NBA Finals. I think Denver wins the chip because I don't think there's another Eastern conference team that can beat Denver at this stage of the game, because like, you, you know, uh, Brandon, you work out religiously, like you the rock, you know what it is. If you can't get stronger, if you keep using the same weight, right? How do you get stronger Is what you go up, you go up in weight class, right? And you That's build up to that. So if you're the Denver nuggets and you get, you get a, a 12 round boxing, heavyweight fight, like Ron has described and you beat that, 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 that opponent then guess what you're going to be the strongest out of the two that you're going to, out of the two that you're going to face for that chip and I think that Denver may actually get a chip if it's not like I said they don't have to meet the Boston Celtics
1: yeah I look I uh, I can see that is a good point I, Denver is going to be built to win a championship if they play the better team and I think the Lakers are a better overall team right now than the Warriors so I agree with you and if Boston loses, which they could today and I really hope they do because I hate Boston I don't. um you don't hate Boston?
0: No, I, I hate Boston, but I, I like this Celtics team. I like I like. Oh, Jayden no, no,
1: no, 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 no. Yeah, it's a great team.
0: It's a great team. I mean, I, I, I want to like see them the go Celtics. far. Yeah, yeah
1: I want to yeah, see no. them go far. And remember, Nick, last year, 3 2, Bucks were ahead, and the Celtics won the series. So, I mean, his series is not over. Everyone's, <laughs> saying, everyone's saying, like, yo, uh, Philly, James Harden, I know he had two great games, but the James Harden I've seen in the past 10 years, has not showed up in elimination games.
0: Hey man, just put a strip club next to the arena and let ah. James Harden go in. That's how they, hey, win this, they Nick, score forty-five. Match.
2: Nick, what I love is that Doc allowed him to I don't know if Doc even I mean he was just gonna he, he went to Vegas uh, during the series. He thinks he's Rodman. Uh, James Harden went to Vegas.
0: Dude, that's what hey, it helps. It helps. That's why the Sixers won't win. Because you do you do crap like that. That's why they won't win the series. <laughs> I love that. I, I don't know. It kind of prepared me at two 40 point games in this series. Man, come it would have Cancun you know. without that. Come on, man. Come on, man. Oh, don't doubt Jason Taylor, but Jalen Brown and those boys, come on. You doubt hey, the field goal percentage of Al Horford? Uh,
1: yeah. Al Horford is going to, Al Horford in, in elimination games is I like can't. Kyle Lowry. I mean, all of a sudden they have new knees. <laughs> they show up in like a, they're prime Michael Jordan again. I don't understand what's going on with those guys, but, uh, yeah, Nick, I can't see, if the Celtics do lose the series, I can't see the Western Conference winner not winning the championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with you.
2: And by the way, Nick, uh, Nick uh, was really the man who led the charge. Nikola Jokic had the most valuable player locked up, and he led the charge, and uh, Joel Embiid won well, most valuable player. So, well done. Brandon, you won your bet either way. So, we'll, uh, when, I, when I head back to Vegas, I'll have to cash your ticket and pr- bring you back. The money. I mean, listen, guys. Th- th- this postseason has been absolutely fantastic. We'll see how it all plays out. I, I obviously, you know, being from Los Angeles, I-, I want the Lakers to go as far as they possibly could. But man, it is hard to beat a defending champion. So even when you have them down three-one, that 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 elimination game is the toughest game. So we'll see if they close cl- close it out in six, or if Nick Hamilton's pre-series prediction is true. If it's the Lakers in seven, we'll see. And we'll have uh, Nick back on next week to talk about it. That's all the time that we have for today, though. So until tomorrow, folks, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy.
0: This is the Arash Markazi show on the mightier 1090 ESPN radio. brothers close to heart. What was a friend now a ghost in the